those of you listening to the first part of this and was like, huh, that intro was really weird. It sounded like something that should have probably come after, I don't know, a break or something. And you are right. The reason it was weird is because on my YouTube channel, Just Another Sam, I do like Nintendo Direct, Sony State of Play, Indie World, and Game Award abridged videos, basically where I take the Game Awards and all those stuff, dumb them down to their base elements and just do a conga line of shit talk to steal a phrase from Lyle, Lyle Rath. That intro I did is actually going to be animated in that video, which should be out by the time this comes out. So check that out if you want to see what one of these looks like in my head when I say them. It's really funny, like when I do like take one of those, the ones that I do for like the abridged videos and bring them over here because they definitely is like, what the fuck? Why is, what is this? And then you see it and you go, oh, he's just insane. (laughs) Oh, that that's why. That makes perfect sense now. He's just insane. Yes. But this is going to be us talking about the Game Awards in like an actually intelligent manner. So I have the list of the games that were announced or showed trailers or whatever and the winners of all everything. Well, everything that like they brought someone in to be like, and the winner is. Yeah, yeah. All the winners that they announced during the show. Yes. It started with Christopher Judge announcing the winner for best performance, which, by the way, I love Christopher Judge so fucking much. He's so great. It was like a big meme how much, like how long he was talking last time, which was, it was kind of insane. But he he was like making jokes about it the, this year, which which I thought was very funny. And also they really cut down on that, like how long people's speeches could be this year. Which people are mad about. Yeah, I feel like they went way too far in the other direction. Like a lot of people really just like could not talk very long. Yeah, it also didn't help that like they let the the people announcing the gate, the winners talk longer than the winners yeah i I think that they they just need to like work on the formatting of it because like i guess you don't want people's acceptance speeches to be too long but they can be a little bit longer it felt like they were rushing through announcing some of the awards and then they're spending like tons and tons of time like the show is like three hours long and they spend maybe five minutes announcing the winners yeah like like the, the allocation of time feels like it could be fixed it's definitely more december e3 yes which is fitting seeing that e3 is officially dead yeah, RIP. I, I, I guess that's news from this week that we didn't really talk about, but yeah, R, RIP. It's officially dead. It's just, it was another nail, dude. It was yeah. just another nail. Nail in the long dead coffin. Also, Christopher Judge dunked on the Call of Duty test. Oh, I, I, I didn't see that. What, what did he say about that? So he was like, I dare you to try to break my record. Eight minute speech, which, by the way, longest speech in award show history. <laughs> because usually they would stop you. Yeah. But they didn't stop him. And he went, but fun fact, my speech last year was actually longer than this year's Call of Duty campaign. Oh, <laughs> That's brutal. Oh, no. And everyone fucking laughed. Everyone thought it was so funny, except for one group of people. Like Activision. The Call of Duty devs were so fucking butthurt by it. (laughs) They were tweeting. Like someone was like, wow, can you imagine having such a short retention rate on your game after you finish the story mode? Can't relate. Maybe they should uh, make a good game next year. Try again or work on it. They'll make a good game next year, probably. One of my favorite responses to what Activision did was someone said, I don't think Activision would survive in a Call of Duty lobby. (laughs) My God. Yeah, probably not. No, but I know you are happy with the winner of best performance. Yes. Um, this was the start of a 
sweep of a lot of awards for Baldur's Gate 3, but Neil Newman, who was the voice of the star on in Baldur's Gate 3, won. Um, and it was totally, totally deserved. His like voice acting in that game is incredible. I can even admit as an Asarion hater that his his voice acting is really, really good. So I never played... Baldur's Gate was the one game that was like nominated for everything that I didn't play this year. So like I thought it was going to go to Yuri Lowenthal for his work on Spider-Man 2, which he absolutely crushed. I feel like everyone was like, it's either between the guy that won... And Yuri. I say, yeah, I feel like those are the two big ones. I, I heard that like his performance was also like top tier. Like it was fantastic. It was phenomenal. But at the same time, like, like I wasn't like he got snubbed. It was a hard year. There were Idris Elba was on the fucking list. Yeah, the, the two that was between had, were like neck and neck. And then the rest of the, the field was also very, very talented. And like there are a bunch that you could even argue to like a lot of the other um, voice actors in Baldur's Gate 3 probably could have been nominated for their good performance. But I think it's like limited to one per um, per game, I think. I think so, too. Yeah, but like th- there were a lot, a lot of good ones. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be a theme this year. Yeah, it was just a loaded, loaded year. There's so many good <laughs> games that came out. And so then like so many good performances, so many like um, things that could win any field. Well, yeah. And next year with Matthew McConaughey might fucking be on that list because he came out and announced a game Exodus. Oh my God. Which was just a generic looking space shooter. He said like, oh, everyone's going to have like a different relationship with my character. So I assume there's going to be like a Mass Effect choose your own story element. Mm-hmm. Interesting. But I did not get any of that from the fucking trailer. Did you? Uh, I don't think so. I th- maybe they're just trying to hype it up more than it is. Like maybe it is just kind of a generic, more generic story. Well, I remember like in my notes, like I remember in the trailer, they're like humanity's greatest enemy. And I just wrote humanity's greatest enemy looks boring as shit. <laughs> yeah. It's all gray. I don't know why it's all gray. It's like there, there are a lot of games announcements that looks like that. They're like post-apocalyptic like shooters where there's just guys in big armored suits. Like, I don't I don't know why this is like the trend. There 100% was. There was a period where there was five of them back to back. I was like, what are we telling? The biggest surprise of the night for me was what came next, which was God of War DLC. Yeah, holy shit. <laughs> I think they showed a lot for it, right? They did. It's a roguelike mode. That is insane. I played it last night. It's phenomenal because there's also story. Like it continues the story. It's um Valhalla, right? Is the name of it? Yes. It was really good. I think this got the biggest reaction of the night. Yeah. I mean, that that's like an insane enough, especially like out of the blue. And then they're like, oh, it's going to be out right away. And it's free. Yeah. <laughs> That is like, that is just a huge fuck. That's a big dick move. Of course, Santa Monica has a big dick move in in store. Look at them. They deserve it. There was big walk by the devs of Untitled Goose Game, which looked like The Witness to me a little bit, like, but co-op. Yeah, I remember seeing that. I was like, but I I trust what the Untitled Goose Game devs will do. They, They have my full support. Yeah. I couldn't tell, though, if the talking in the trailer was lines of dialogue from the game or was like those weird trailers where it's like people pretending to be casual and playing the game. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. Yeah, I couldn't really tell, but I liked it. I, I might try it out. I'm, I'm interested. Like I said, I'm interested in whatever they do. Uh, then there was a Lego Fortnite trailer. We've already talked to death about that. I feel like a lot of people saw like a Fortnite for the first time from that, but I think they had like already shown it before. Like that was not the initial announcement of of it. it although they did use my favorite Journey song in the trailer, so fucking any way you want it slaps so hard. I mean, yeah, don't stop leaving's awesome, but fucking any way you want it. Yeah, what what, what uh, worlds apart though? Oh, that's also amazing. <laughs> you got you there. You did get me there. 
Hellblade 2 was here. And once again, it was a trailer that showed a lot of stuff and none of it really made sense. Mm-hmm. My notes for it are, I like, hold on, bong water noise. Okay, now I get it. Yeah, it, it's one of those games that's just like from all the trailers and everything, it just looks insane. It kind of reminds me of like Death Stranding in that way, in that like they're intentionally just making it look like the most batshit game ever. Yeah, but it, unlike Death Stranding, like we have an idea of what the gameplay is like. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Then Best Narrative came up, which shocked everyone. I feel like everyone also thought this was going to go to Baldur's Gate 3. I mean, I I think so, but also, like, like the story itself in Baldur's Gate 3 isn't, like, anything that insane. Like, it's not that, like, mind-blowing or groundbreaking. Because the winner was Alan, Alan Wake 2, right? Yes, that was the winner, which shocked me, really. Yeah, which Alan Wake 2 also had, and had a lot of nominations, it... One here for Best Narrative. Also, apparently a really, really good game. Have you played it yet? Yeah, I know. I've been playing it. Is it good? I think it's really fucking good. I really like it a lot. And the story is really interesting. And I get why it won Best Narrative. I know, again, once a lot, again, a lot of people are like, it should have gone to Spider-Man 2. Alan Wake's story is more interesting. I'm sorry. Deserved it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what the fuck's going on, but somehow I understand it. And I think that speaks to how well put together the story is. Right, how how, how good the story is. Again, it's, it's another very crowded category. Yes. Then they, like, show, they showed a proof of concept next, right? This woman came out and Jeff was like, they don't have a publisher yet. They don't have this yet, but we're going to show it anyways. And they showed it and it happened. I was like, why? Why would you show us this? Yeah, why why show something that early in development? Like, what are people supposed to get excited about? I know, it's weird. I mean, like, it looked cool. But again, I don't know what the game is going to be like. I don't know who's going to develop it, what platform it's for. Right. It just was odd. It just shows something, which is so weird because, like, you have a whole a whole rest of the evening of showing, like, much further along games. So it's going to look a lot weaker in comparison. Yes. No rest for the wicked. Apparently, people really liked this game, like this trailer. I didn't give two shits. I thought it looked cool. But that's the thing is, I feel like if it really like made an impact, we would remember what the trailer was, right? Yeah. Oh, this one. Actually, yeah. Uh, I was thinking of the other one that's like the guitar one. Um, Yeah, this one looked like okay. I wasn't crazy about it. It's really funny to me because I can't read that title without thinking of Borderlands. <laughs> yeah. Ain't no rest for the wicked. Exactly. Like in my notes, I just have any gamer worth his controller is going to hear that title and think of Borderlands. Right. Also, this is my, I think this is the, my favorite thing I wrote in my notes by far. This was the trailer equivalent of edging. What the fuck does that even mean? Because at the end, they were like, join us on this day for more information. Mm, So what they did was they they gave us enough information to be interested and to get us excited, but are making us wait for any satisfying information or payoff. Yeah, they gave you the teaser to look forward to. Like, oh, if you want to actually see it, you got to wait. Like, it sounds dumb when I say it, but when I explain it, makes sense a little bit. That actually, yeah, they teased the teaser. (laughs) I hate when they fucking do that. I hate that so I know. much. Just just release the fucking trailer. You you don't need you don't need the bullshit beforehand. You don't need a a separate presentation. Yeah, please. I guarantee you, your game is not that interesting. Then there was the a quick Avatar trailer for it, that game. Already came out. I don't know why it was here. Yeah, I just just wanted to advertise it or show it. Yes, game looks eh. I guess. I mean, it's just Far Cry. You take over developments or whatever the fuck, the compounds or whatever the fuck they're going to call them in this game, and you climb radio towers. That's it. 
Yeah, it's your your standard fear. Wait, is it an Ubisoft game? Do we talk about that? Is it? Yes, it is. It is an Ubisoft game. I wrote in my notes. The only thing that I know is you're going to have to climb radio towers because the Ubisoft devs get off by making players do that for some reason. Right, that, that must be a requirement. Best debut indie game went to Cocoon. Have you played it or heard of it? I feel like I've heard of it. I, I have not played it, though. Yeah, I haven't played it either, but I guess I, we got it now. Apparently, it's very, very good. It must have been. It won, so it definitely deserved it. I'm not... Gonna stand here and go, it didn't fucking deserve it when I didn't play it. Like, yeah. Well, what was next? I'm pretty sure got you excited was the Sega trailer. Oh, yeah. Let me guess. You were excited about the new Jet Set Radio. Yeah. Well, kind of, like a little bit, because I feel like they they were like, oh shit, someone made a new Jet Set Radio that's actually really good in, in Bomber Cyberpunk. And they're like, oh, we gotta, we gotta do something about this. We gotta make our own. They couldn't pull Nintendo and like give them a cease and desist because it's like it's a different game. But they're like, oh shit, we got to do our own. <laughs> we got to re- we got to remind people who the OG is. And then there's also they're also bringing back Crazy Taxi, which I saw a lot of people were happy about that. Bringing back a lot of their old stuff. Yeah, people were mainly just happy about those two. But the most interesting one in my eyes was Shinobi yes. because that one got such a fucking glow up because it was like it was the two D hand drawn looking one. And like yeah, Jet Set Radio and Crazy Taxi look interesting but they look the same as they always have right it's just like a newer version of the older games that already exist this is like a complete overhaul yeah whereas shinobi's getting an absolute overhaul and so is what was it golden sun golden axe golden axe yeah it's just crazy that like instead of a sonic game they're just like we're just gonna bring all this back do you think they're gonna bring knights back oh that'd be interesting i I believe that's closest to sonic right yeah Maybe they're like, well, fuck, we can't. We're not great at making Sonic games. Let's let's try with, with a bunch of old games. But I, I really like that they're like bringing back a bunch of their old IPs because so many of them have been sitting for like 20 years with, with nothing. Yeah, it made a lot of people happy and then was immediately overshadowed by what came next. Dragon Ball Tenkaichi oh, yeah. 4. So wait, is it even called um, Tenkaichi 4? No, they changed the fucking name and I have no clue why. It's just so weird. Why would you change it away from being the recognizable one? I think because they didn't want to call it Tenkaichi 4. I guess so. Because if you if you put a 4 at the end of it, I guess it makes people think you got to play the others. But I don't think that's true. Either way, you probably could have just called it Budokai Tenkaichi because the first one is aged like milk. That's true. And like tons of games have done that where they're just like, this is the first new one in a while. It's just number one again. Why not? Who cares? Yeah. God of War literally just did that. Yeah, It's called Sparking Zero now. Yeah. Also, like, what the fuck is that? Like that that name means nothing. (laughs) I mean, I get it because sparking from the intro music, but I don't get it either. Yeah. Although it does look absolutely amazing. Oh, yeah. It still is 10K G4 and it's going to be fucking amazing. Yeah, and that was, I think for me at least, that was like the last big thing that I really cared about, you know? Yeah. Because like there was the casting of Frank Stone. Don't fucking know what that is. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. My notes literally is just being like, oh, you don't know who Frank Stone is? You're not casting the Frank Stone? Yeah, there was like a a weeb game that showed up called Mana. Did you have anything to say about that? Um, so that's like the, like, Tales of Mana or Secrets of Mana type games, which those are all, Yes. Uh, that's a Square Enix one, right? Very mad yes. for me. You know, it's like Square Enix JRPG number 3722. Probably should have asked Jordan what they thought of it. I, I don't think they're super hyped about it either. <laughs> See, that's how we know, that's how we can gauge it, because the weeb isn't excited about it, so we shouldn't be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just another Square Enix JRPG. Yeah, that wasn't Kingdom Hearts. I don't know where that is. I want it. 
Yeah, yeah. Where where's four? What's going on with that? Ronin was uh, like a third person action game about samurais. A dude picks up a revolver at the end of it, which just kind of reminded me of that scene from Always Sunny. Like where they're outside the school with the sword and the gun. Yeah, or like the Indiana Jones scene. Like what is a what is a sword to a gunfight? Yes, exactly. D.O., which was Kojima. That was real cool. Oh, yeah. No, that was so weird, too, because I think everyone expected him to talk about Death Stranding. But he's like, no, I got something new. And it's also going to be weird and fucky. And no one knows what's going on. The trailer was just three heads and one of them screaming. One of them was screaming. It's, it's probably going to be a horror game, right? A la P.T. Oh, absolutely. Which is very, very exciting, actually. Also, Jordan Peele is going to be involved. So that's insane. Somehow, yeah. I don't understand how he keeps... He got Guillermo del Toro in the last one. He got Jordan Peele in this one. I don't understand it. Well, if it's going to be very, um, like, horror-theme heavy, then it could be something that Jordan Peele is very interested in because he's, like, been about making horror movies recently. A lot of people think, like, the ideas that he had for PT are going to go into this game because it's also, it like, again, D.O., it's two letters. He came out of a door that looked almost identical to the one from PT. Oh, yeah, no, it, it was definitely the, the PT door for sure absolutely and and like it is such a shame that like everyone fucking loved pt and like nothing was ever going to come to from it so like if this is the continuation of it that would be amazing i mean yeah if konami is not going to do anything with it yeah he was like fuck it i'll do it myself although what was weird about this one to me was they mentioned that it was going to be more of like a cinematic experience like he didn't they really refrain from calling this a game. That's that's true. They they talked a lot about it being cinematic, which it might just be Kojima giving in and admit, like you know how he makes like fifty hours of cutscenes for the Metal Gear games. He's just gonna yes, it, the game is just gonna be fully cutscenes. It's gonna be like ninety five percent cutscene. Well, I remember like we were talking like afterwards. I was like, I brought to you that I always had this theory that Kojima always wanted to make movies more than games. Oh yeah, for sure. But nobody would allow him to release like a 12 hour film. And you shot back at me like, so what you're saying was he just happened to create one of the greatest game series of all time as a backup plan. Yeah, it was like almost by accident. <laughs> Which thinking about it, if that is true, that he always wanted to make movies and games was his backup, how talented must you be? He's like, well, honestly, I really just wanted to make movies, but I guess I'll like make fucking groundbreaking like spy video games that like are fucking trend setting and like d- define the entire genre for years to come. I guess I'll do that. Fine. I wouldn't put it past him. That man is petty in the, in the best way possible. Yeah. Oh, you're not going to allow me to make PT with Guillermo del Toro and Norman Reedus? Well, fuck you. I'm making a game with them anyway. Yeah. It's going to be the most boring thing and people will love it. Yeah. People don't, don't think I can make a movie. I'll put 12, 12 times that length in cutscenes and make like the best game the world has ever seen. I do honestly think that Stranding was just like a fuck you to Kodanami. Oh, 100%. 100%. He was like, I was going to make you guys a really interesting and fun and scary game. And you guys told me to fuck off. So I'm going to show you I can do better with a more boring idea without you than I could do with an amazing idea with you. There was Jurassic Park Survivor, but it's just Alien Isolation with dinosaurs. Yeah, which I honestly wasn't interested at first, but the fact that it's Alien Isolation is honestly pretty cool. I, I think that that's like really fun. Yeah, that kind of hooked me into it, honestly. Like, more than if it was just, like, a third-person, like, Resident Evil clone with dinosaurs. At first, I, I kind of thought it was just going to be, like, a boring, like, kind of, like, cash-grabby, just generic game. But the fact that it's, like, a Alien Isolation-type, like, escaping from dinosaurs through, like, vents and shit is honestly really, really interesting. I think that's super fun. Yeah. Also, she threw her flashlight. 
Yeah, that's very stupid. It was very stupid. Hopefully you have the option to not do that. Oh, God. Can you imagine if you don't get a flashlight for the whole game because of that one choice? Yeah, it's a, it's a cut scene where, where the character throws the flashlight. Best audio design with the hi-fi rush. I mean, I kind of saw that coming a mile away. Yeah, I mean, that's 100% deserved, right? The entire game is built around that. Yes, exactly. Not to say, like, no one else deserved it, but the game was focused. Like, legitimately, everything was to the beat. The game would not function if the sound design wasn't, like, perfect. Exactly. They had a fucking trailer for racing Fortnite. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Black Myth Wukong, was that what it was called? Which is, yeah, like, Chinese mythology Dark Souls. I'm on board. Sure. I'm 100% down for it, mainly because, like, it seems like there's going to be an actual story. Yeah. Well, the Dark Souls games have stories. It doesn't make sense that they never tell it to you, but they have them. And also, you get to play as Monkey Man. You to play as Monkey Man. And, like, one of the fun things about the Dark Souls games is always, like, the insane fucking eldritch horrors that you end up having to fight. Like, you, you start off fighting a knight, and then you're fighting, like, a 12-armed monstrosity that breathes acid. All the monsters in this game are fucking monstrosities too. Like they, they look insane, which I, I really like. Like that, that that makes it very interesting. How cool the enemies look. Yeah, one hundred percent. Suicide Squad, meh. They're not really winning me over. Yeah, that that game has fully lost me. I I could not care any less. Shio won game for best game for Impact. Congratulations to them. Which is nice to see, especially since in the past I have not been like very kind to that game. Like I remember during like the last time I saw a trailer for it, I was like, they barely showed any gameplay and the game comes out in like a month. This is not going to go well. So the fact that it won an award makes me really happy that I was wrong. Yeah, and like, the game ended up being being very good. I like being wrong about this stuff. <laughs> yeah, like being pleasantly surprised. It's like you don't want games to be bad. A lot of times they are. You want them to succeed, and especially like when they can surprise you like that. There was Zhao. It looked like the new Prince of Persia game, but with more of like a personality and uniqueness. Yeah, I, I thought that Bella too. I really liked the, like the platforming idea. Lost Records, which is a Life is Strange sort of game. I'm not excited about this in any way, shape, or form. Those games are very insane, though. They they can be very funny. But Don't Not has only made one good one. So, eh. Final Fantasy VII did like a little concert. That was cool. Yeah, that was cool. I didn't want to count it as a trailer in my video because I didn't want to make fun of that woman because her voice was fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah, holy shit. We talked about this, but Final Fantasy VII, like, what the fuck is happening? Like, what are they doing with that? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm willing to be taken along for the ride, you know? Yeah, no, it's not that it's bad. It's just, like, it's so not Final Fantasy VII, which is fine. They teased the Blade game, which I'm going to be cautiously optimistic for because it's going to be cool. If it's rated M. Yes, that's that's a big difference. Honestly, the, I thought the trailer looked really cool. I liked how they went into it. Me too. But I was like, I'm not showing you love for showing up and looking cool. Like, yes. come back with an M rating and you'll earn some approval. Please. Then Anthony Mackie went on and was like, Twisted Metal's coming back, baby. And then he was also like screaming and yelling and going insane. Well, also, apparently from people that were actually there, the reason he was doing that was people were like fucking heckling him. Like, we couldn't hear it on our end, but apparently it was a lot of people. Oh, really? So he was just trying to, like, yell over it? He was, like, trying to play off them. To, like, work the crowd? Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Cyberpunk 2077 got best ongoing game. I mean, they did release a whole ass DLC that is apparently fantastic, so I, I kind of get that. Yes. Yeah. So you are allowed to just make a bad game and then make it good over time. That's That's just... that's an okay platform. There was Mecha Break, which was literally just Armored Core. Yeah. You know what's really gonna be funny is in the video during this segment, I put 
two scenes from the Armor Court 6 trailer into this. <laughs> no, no one will be able to tell the difference. I literally am like, I bet you didn't notice that I did this. And really, like, looking back on it, like, if I didn't know I put them in there, I wouldn't have known, honestly. Yeah, I don't think anyone would be, would be able to tell the difference unless, like, like you said, like, you knew beforehand. Yeah. There was a bunch of games that I didn't give a fuck about, basically because they were all, like, the gray shooters. Yeah, more more of those. Yep. A Fallout trailer that was fine. What game is that for? The Fallout trailer? Yeah. It's for the show. Oh, oh, the show. Right, the Fallout show. Da, da, da. I don't know why I was thinking that there's maybe there's something else. No, Bethesda wouldn't do something that we want. That's true. They're making, they're making the Fallout show. I, I totally forgot that that's coming. Yep. Best adaptation went to The Last of Us. Yes. Which, of course. Yeah, it was probably deserved. It 100% was. I mean, like, all the adaptations there were very good shows or movies in their own right. But this was literally just The Last of Us. One of the greatest stories in gaming. Like, even my brother, who usually does not like to watch this sort of stuff, got fucking hooked. <laughs> yeah, and it was like just like a genuinely good show on its own. Mm-hmm. Best action adventure game went to Zelda. Which I feel like was kind of shocked. That I think that's where Spider-Man fans were, like, convinced that the game was going to win. I feel like if action and adventure were two separate things. Yeah, I think that's fair. Because Zelda 100% deserves it on the adventure part. Yeah, but Spider-Man would have won action by itself. I'm like skipping a lot of stuff if you can't tell. No, only the important stuff. And there, there was a lot of filler. There's like ads and things. The Guilty Year trailer, the ARC trailer, and the Final Fantasy 16 DLC is what I'm skipping. Yeah. Then there was Best Game Direction, which went to also Alan Wake. Insane to me. Absolutely insane. Because again, the game like came out like a few weeks before this. Yeah, the game like just barely came out in time to even like qualify for the awards. So the fact that it was apparently that standout is crazy. Yeah, that is able to win multiple awards is insane. And beat out games like Zelda and Baldur's Gate. Yeah, beat out games that are like extremely solid in their own right. There was a trailer for the finals, which is Red Faction Battle Royale, and getting roasted online for using AI instead of voice actors. Oh, are they doing that? That's really sad. If it was like stuff that like, oh, it adapted to like what's going on and changes like depending on what you do, that'd be one thing. There's a case for that. But it's just like standard lines that are repeated. Right. It's just that they didn't want to pay actual voice actors. So they cheaped out and used AI voices. That That's all. It's, it's not like creative or like trying to use it in like a good way. Yes. Also, they missed the train on this. So could you imagine how impressive this game would have been if it came out like at the height of Battle Royales? Oh, yeah, for sure. It would, would have been very cool. But they're so, so late now. Even Fortnite's not Battle Royale anymore. Oh, my God, you're right. Wow. Fortnite is moving away from being Battle Royale. And the last trailer of the night was Monster Hunter Wild. Mm -hmm, which was like the big like ceremony closing announcement. Which kind of surprised me. Yeah, I, like, I didn't think it was that big that it would close it. Um, like that, I, like I really would have thought that would be God of War. I feel like if God of War wasn't the DLC, it would have been here instead. I guess that's, that's true. But so, like you said, it was, it was probably the biggest news of the night. It would have brought down the fucking house if they announced it like that. But like Monster Hunter is still huge. Like it's still very, very beloved. So like I shit on you a lot for being like Win Silk Song. <laughs> if Silk Song was here instead of Monster Hunter, I believe it would have gotten a bigger reaction. Oh yeah, I, th I think so. It's annoying because, like, they definitely have enough to give a trailer, at least, because they've done it before. Yeah, there was literally a trailer came out in 2022 in, like, the Xbox presentation, whenever that was. That was, like, two years ago by this point. Yeah, at least a year and a half ago. I mean, at a certain point, it is kind of getting ridiculous. 
Yeah, I, I, there's like something big that happened in the development that like I, I feel like they were very far along and then either like weren't satisfied with it or had to like change it in like a very significant way for some reason to where like they probably had to go back to the drawing board for like some part of the game, like some big part of the game. Oh, the only person I know that's a Monster Hunter fan is Jordan. Yeah, I guess Monster Hunter fans are eating good. Also, Kojima was there with Jordan Peele. Why was it that the last thing? Yeah, that's like insane. Just like the fucking star power right there. I don't know. I was I was weirded out by this. Right. Yeah. It's, it's just like really it doesn't it really doesn't seem like the biggest announcement. But I guess it, it was the last one. I feel like maybe the summer's games fest should have been where Monster Hunter was and the new Final Fantasy trailer should have gone here instead. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. And then we finally come to game of the year. Oh, yeah. To no one's surprise, it went to Baldur's Gate 3. Well, I say no one's surprise. What I mean is, no one with common sense surprise. Yeah, no one to no one's surprise, but a very small group of Spider-Man fans who probably have only played Spider-Man 2 this year. Again, also, this is where I think people really had an issue with the amount of time they got to speak. Uh-huh. Because they were like playing the music as they were like, we also made this game to honor our dead friend slash coworker. And while they're like being like, we miss you, they're playing them off. Right. Like you would think, especially for like the basic the game of the year where like it's going to be a lot of people going up and like the whole studio is there and they're going to be thanking everybody. You, you would give them some more time, you know, like for an individual, like one person speech, you know, you don't need that much time. But like the whole studio and they want to thank multiple people and like they maybe go into a story, like give them plenty of time to be able to, to actually go into that, especially like it's the end of the night. Give them time. That's where it's like the cutting people off is really ridiculous. The man wore armor. He deserves at least three minutes. Oh yeah, the um, he's it was the CEO of Larian showed up in his full suit of armor. That that man was flexing. He fucking knew. He knew they were about to sweep. They won like a whole bunch of awards. Could you imagine if you wore armor and you didn't win any awards? <laughs> Just go home sad with like the like the fucking the Charlie Brown music as you're like clomping along in the armor. <laughs> oh my fucking god. It does baffle me, though, that Spider-Man fans genuinely thought they had a shot. Yeah. And uh, yeah, this is like a small subset of some Spider-Man fans who also, after the Baldur's Gate 1, were like very, very upset and were like, what the fuck is Baldur's Gate 3? I've never heard of this game. No one's ever played this game. Which is just wrong. Like, it's not like some small, like, little indie game that, like, five people have played. It's, like, still in, like, the top selling Steam chart. Like, it is a huge game, like, objectively. In my notes, I literally wrote, that Baldur's Gate literally changed the landscape of gaming to the point other developers were begging people to not expect it as the norm. Yeah, they're like, this game is too good. Please do not expect that out of us. I'm sorry, nothing can win over that. Like, Baldur's Gate 3 is definitely not a game for me in any way, shape, or form. As much as it is that, I still did not think Zelda was going to beat it. Yeah, which is like crazy. Like, that's just how successful it was. It's like really the genre of game that it comes from is like really not my my style either. But I still like love it so much because it's just very, very well made. But if it did not go to Baldur's Gate, who do you think it would have gone to? I honestly really think it would have been Zelda. I mean, well, to be fair, I haven't played Spider-Man, so I can't say which was better. But Zelda was definitely my second favorite game this year. I'm telling you 100% would not have gone to, to Spider-Man. 
Really? Well, also, you know what makes me say that? Oh, Alan Wake was also there? Yeah. Alan Wake 2 was also there, and it won a shit t- It won more awards than Zelda. So, in my mind, it would have gone Baldur's Gate, Zelda, Alan Wake. But I think, judging from what how the night went, it probably would have been Baldur's Gate, Alan Wake, Zelda. Yeah, and then Zelda. And again, we were talking about it being a crowded field. The game of the year was, like, the most crowded one. I think we talked last time, when whenever there were, like, the announcements. Like, the game of the year category was insanely stacked. Like last year, it was basically Elden Ring or God of War. Like that was the only choices, really. This year, like every game that got nominated was like really, really good. It was beyond amazing. Like the lineup was so fucking good. Although I love during like the um, orchestra, which by the way, how much fun would it be to be in that orchestra? Oh my God, I, I love the orchestra. Like I, I just really like how they do like the medley of like all the games nominated and, and they have the fucking flute guy. The flute guy was back and popping off as usual. Oh my god, with the big-ass, like, bassoon or whatever? Yeah, the biggest instrument known to man, yeah. It was all, like, the serious music and then Mario Wonder. Yeah, it was like, boop, boop. This is Mario music. I thought this was a great show. Give them more time to talk next year, but amazing show. Yeah, and, like, like I, I, I yeah, the, they're going to do so much of, like, the sponsors and stuff because they're trying to make money and spread recognition, but, like, just balance it out a little bit better, and it would be, like, fantastic. I mean, to be fair, it really only started getting big like four years ago. Oh, yeah. It's only been around in general for 10 years. Like this was the 10th year anniversary. Yeah. So like they have room to grow and I'm I'm sure they will. They always tend to improve in one way or another. Oh, yeah, for sure. Do you got anything else to say about it? No, I think uh, it was just a, a good show. I'm very glad, very, very glad because like I was rooting for Baldur's Gate for basically every award. They also won the Player's Choice Award, which I was very surprised at because I thought that for sure would be um, either Hawkeye Star Rail or Genshin Impact. I fucking hate what they do. I hate what they stand for. You know what's really funny was the Hawkeye Star Rail trailer just looked like it's normal shit. And then at the end, like they introduced a new character, Tits First. <laughs> They're just they're just very mask off about it, you know. Like they they're so carefree about what it is. It's like we know. Shut up. Yeah, you you fuckers are gonna give us hundreds of millions of dollars a year. We don't care. But yeah, that was that was the game awards and really great. We should call it because I hear mom calling us up for dinner. I think mom is definitely calling us up for dinner. So thank you all for stopping by. Once again, you can watch us live on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash just another Sam 17. I'm probably going to change it to my parents' basement just because, you know, but check me out on YouTube, uh, just another Sam on YouTube for the conga line of shit talk. That will be the game awards abridged. Next week is their tier list. So excited. And it is going to be, drumroll please. What Christmas movie characters could we beat the shit out of in a fight? I'm so excited. I'm so excited. It's going to be so much fun. But until then, thank you all for stopping by. Get the fuck out of our house. Happy Gamer Christmas. Thank you for tuning in to this episode proudly presented by the APNM Group, a subsidiary of Alger Productions, LLC. We strive to produce content that informs, entertains, and adds value to your day. We value your input and would be delighted to hear your thoughts in the comments about this episode.
If you have questions, comments, or suggestions, please engage with us in the comment section or via our social media platforms. Your feedback helps us shape our content and uncover new topics that matter to our listeners. If this episode resonated with you, we kindly ask that you rate and review this show on your preferred podcast platform. Sharing this podcast with friends and family helps us reach more listeners and continue delivering content you enjoy. For more information about the podcast, the host, or our parent company, please visit the link in this episode's description. Also visit us on YouTube and Rumble to see and hear every content produced by Alger Productions. Thank you once again for your time and support. Until next time, stay tuned and stay inspired.